from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. There is a store called Moonbeams in um, Glendale Kirkwood. The provisions down the street, that's one that we just went to. <laughs> they just have, you know, great books, coffee table books, candles, and shopping over at Bon Bunny. And just kind of the, the local color, the local uniqueness. It's, it makes St. Louis special and a unique place, and it, it's worth the money. Now, you don't get that same effect if you buy from one of these large international online vendors. It, it's investing in our business for the long haul. We also heard from many of you with your picks for your favorite locally owned shops around town. And I gotta say, this list ended up being such an amazing list. I have actually bookmarked this. I'm going to use it for my holiday shopping. If you wanna join our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page, you can see the complete list. I'm Sarah Fenske. Maybe you ventured out to buy a TV or a stereo at Walmart on Black Friday. Or maybe you got all your Christmas shopping done on that Amazonian website whose name we won't say here. We won't judge. But economists say you can make a much bigger impact in your community by shopping locally. And when our producer Evie Hemphill visited South Grand and the Central West End on Small Business Saturday, she found plenty of people doing just that. Here's what they told her about their retail therapy beginning with Denise Dow in the Central West End. It's just so important to support our local businesses and small business especially. Um, especially with COVID and everything, it's, it's nice to see, you know, people out and about supporting them. Uh, we were here last year and it was like hardly anybody. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a big change. Um, but we just, we definitely, you know, realize the importance of it. Is there one or two particular shops in St. Louis that you'd recommend your fellow local shoppers check out that they might not know about? Uh, well, definitely the provisions down the street. That's one that we just went to. Yeah. What do you love about that store? Oh my gosh, it's just, there's so much to look at in there. I, you know, you it's like you turn around and like, oh, I didn't even notice that the last time. Um, they just have, you know, great books, coffee table books, candles. Uh, just a variety of things that, you know, great for gifts or great for yourself. So it's that's what we like about it. My name is Ryan Walker. So we actually live in small town Indiana, but we actually came to St. Louis to do holiday shopping this weekend. We frequent here, so we are not from here. <laughs> and we're doing all small businesses today for Small Business Saturday. That's wonderful. What do you think it is about St. Louis that makes it a great place to do holiday shopping? Um, I think there's a lot of unique businesses here. Actually, East West is one of my favorite stores. Um, I shop with them online. Um, they sell Boda Clay inside, which is a pottery company that I absolutely love. So we come back here and we tend to frequent the same haunts um, for stores that we love and have become loyal to. And I will tell you, customer service goes a long, long way and people remember our name here. They know where we're from. They remember us when we come in. We This is the fourth time we've been here this year, so we just come to hang out and shop. There is a store in um, Glendale, Glendale Kirkwood, called Moonbeams, and it's a tiny shop. She's been around forever, um, and she has really good giftable items. Um, we have two small nieces, so we're actually going there to shop for our nieces this afternoon. 
I've actually worked in retail my whole career. I've worked for amazing organizations, all large corporations, and I work for one now. <laughs> um, but I think it's always important that you know we have a wide open marketplace and that we support businesses of all sizes. Um, you know, large corporations create lots of jobs, and that's really, really important. Also, our economy thrives on small businesses, and so supporting them is really, really important too. So. My name is Brittany Bosler. So I followed the South Grand Facebook page and I saw that they were posting all the specials that the different shop owners do. Um, I love these shops, I especially love Garden District, so I like to stop in, especially when they're doing specials. So I know it can be easy, like especially on like maybe a kind of chill weekend to be like, you know what, I can get so much online and I can just sit there and kind of flip through options. Why do you think it's worth maybe going the extra mile or less than a mile perhaps um, to, to actually, you know, order something from ZB Market or whatever the case may be. I've bought a lot of stuff off of Amazon and then regretted it because it's kind of like junk. And I just feel like the value of the items here is just, if it's made local, it's usually made a little bit better. It supports the community. So it's just, it's not junk. <laughs> we did shop in Shaw this morning too. So I definitely recommend shopping over at Bon Bonny and Social, uh, Social, social Goods. Social goods. Uh, Timothy Schrader. I don't like to buy stuff unless I got it, unless I got it in my hands. And just kind of the, the local color, the local uniqueness, it's, it makes St. Louis special and a unique place and it, it's worth the money. You're also adding to the ambiance of Small Business Saturday today. Can you explain for our listeners what you're out here doing? Just doing a little street music, play a little Irish fiddle, Irish tin whistle. I usually make about 10 or 20 bucks. So. Would you mind playing a song? Sure. And that was from producer Evie Hemphill reporting from Small Business Saturday. And now we're joined by two guests with more perspective on keeping it local. Deborah Hunter and her husband Ross own Provision St. Louis. That's a shop in the Central West End. Deborah, welcome. Thank you. And Bill Rogers is director of the Institute for Economic Equity at the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. Bill, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Bill, let's get a little bit of the big picture first. When you talk about shopping local, you say to think about a pebble being dropped into a pond. How so? Yes, uh, it's a wonderful sort of description because you can think of that pebble as a transaction. Someone's walking into the shop and they find that wonderful sweater or scarf. Um, they then right, decide they want to buy it. They exchange, um, talk with the owner. Um, it's higher quality. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, there's a familiarity uh, to the piece. There's uh, the ending of isolation. Um, and, and so the transaction goes. That's the pebble going into the water. There's a ripple. And that ripple is that that owner will you know, save some of that money for right, profit, but a, a good chunk of it, if they have staff, will go for their employees who might be teenagers or, or, or retirees. And those uh, individuals, right, they go out and spend that money on gifts themselves or on groceries, and those are additional pebbles. Right, but and and so the and so that image is the pebble goes in. You see these ripples expanding from the core, and and in reality, what that people have estimated that that ripple effect of buying locally for every hundred dollars that is 
put that is spent, so like 100 pebbles thrown in the pond, that around 60 to 70 dollars additionally gets created just because that dollar gets turned over and over and over. Um, now you don't get that same effect if you buy from one of these large international online vendors. Um, it'd be and it, because it's a smaller effect because there you're only possibly like uh, folks who are driving the the trucks to deliver the products or who are working in the um, who are working in the uh, the warehouses who live in the community. Right, those dollars stay in, and, and clearly that's not as much as if you go down go to go to the Central West End or downtown St. Louis. So, Deborah, you have one of those local businesses where the first pebble drops in. Tell us just a little bit about your story. When did you open Provisions, St. Louis? We opened the store November 2018 when we moved here from California. And so that seems like it probably sounded like on paper, oh, that's a great time to open a shop. And yet there have been a crazy <laughs> couple of years here. How are you guys doing today? Thank you. We, we are doing, we're doing well. Uh, we are I want to say we're thriving in the midst of a pandemic, which is obviously not an optimum period to have a business. But through the support of the community, the neighborhood, and it seems like anyone who comes into the store, into the neighborhood, is very, very supportive of small business across the board, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a small shop like ours. There is a sense of community support that really spurs us on. So you get the sense people are making a conscious choice. They, they're choosing a business like yours. I do. I do. Every, almost every day someone comes in and says, I'm so glad you're still here. Bill, do you find that maybe there's new appreciation for these brick-and-mortar stores now that they're, frankly, just a little more unusual, that so much commerce has shifted to online? Well, I think as several of your um, uh, the interviewees uh, mentioned, right, there's a familiarity associated with uh, shopping um, at uh, shopping locally. Um, the one person said they felt there was better quality. Um, yeah, I think related to that, they know that, hey, if, some, if something breaks or isn't to the satisfaction, they can come back to, uh, to uh, Deborah's shop or the other people's shops. Um, the other real big thing here is, you know, the last 18 to 19 months has been a period of isolation for a lot of people. Isolation for small businesses, isolations for their for their customers, and and so we you know we yes there's the profit and there's the, the physical attachment of right making money, but 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 coming back and and really you know get enjoying the experience. Um, it can't be, can't be, uh, the, the importance can't be understated, uh, given the amount of isolation that, that uh, many of us have felt. And so this is really reconnecting and, and growing communities. Deborah, how did this work for you in your shop? Did you find that you did close for some months in the, in the early part of the pandemic? We did. We closed from the beginning of March through the beginning of June. Okay. So that was a chunk of time there. I'm sure that was stressful financially. <laughs> it was. We uh, we were lucky to have a very supportive landlord uh, who, you know, kind of partnered with us through that time. And so then you were able to reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like, uh, you know, hearing Bill talk about sort yeah. of the pleasure of, of getting to go out in public again? Did you feel that from the people who were there shopping? It was, it was interesting because... There was definitely a timidity, I guess, on, on, the, on the course of people who were coming out at first because there was, you know, there was a lot of fear at first. People 
would come in even into August say, this is the first time I've been into a store. It feels so good. Mm. Um, you know, and, and like Bill said, there was so, there still is a lot of isolation. People are still working from home. And uh, oftentimes coming out into the public, you know, in a store situation, it's, it's just, you're in a sense of community. You are a part of something and it feels good. And do you feel that with your neighbors? Maybe they're stopping by some days just to have someone to say hi to. It's not even that they need to make a purchase. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Sometimes it's like we're the, you know, just the, the little general meeting place in the neighborhood. And Bill, that's kind of exactly that function that we can get from shops that we can't get from sitting at home on our couch clicking. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, I think we all will say, admit at some point in time that, you know, we have used the, you know, Amazon or other, other vendors, but, uh, but they're, but given what we've just been experiencing over the last few years, there's just no substitute for that. And the other, I guess, some other things to mention too about the importance of, uh, of, uh, uh, continuing the drumbeat that was started with Small Business Saturday, you know, is that, and you know, be, I don't know if Deborah wants to will share. <laughs> I don't put her on the spot, but you know, the Census Bureau has estimated that you know up to about a third of of uh, annual revenue, right, comes during this period, you know, a few weeks before Thanksgiving, right into December, hmm. and uh, and that holiday spending is you know about twenty seven percent of annual income. That's that annual re- revenue, excuse me. That's for the average, but you have jewelry stores where the Census Bureau suggests about 35% of annual revenue comes in this, you know, two to three month period, or hobby and toy stores are also at about 35%. So, you know, this is a really, really critical time, uh, even, even if there wasn't a pandemic. Uh, this is a really, really critical time for small businesses. Uh, and the other thing that's really great about small businesses, too, is, um, you know, they, many of them who do have employees hire young people, the teenagers, uh, and they're also uh, hiring retirees. Uh, and these are folks who, right, uh, particularly the, on the front end, uh, looking to get that experience, to get that toehold into the labor market, build those skills that are needed to, uh, to succeed in school, but also succeed in life. Deborah, I'm wondering if you can speak to what Bill mentioned there um, about how this is such a critical period for retailers. Is that the case for you at Provision St. Louis? It it is. I mean, definitely, you have ex- exponentially more numbers of people that are shopping for goods at this time of year. So there is definitely a larger amount of transactions. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is an important time. It of is. Year. It is important. But you know, it's it's. Beyond dollars, you get, we are lucky enough to be meeting a lot more people and share the experience of our store and small business. So it, it's investing in our business for the long haul. So, Deborah, I find myself curious. I hear a lot of horror stories from retailers where people will come in, they'll browse the products, and then they'll try to find a cheaper version that they can buy somewhere online. And it seems like that would be really hard to do with your shop. I mean, frankly, you have such lovely, unique things in there. I can't imagine trying to find them on Amazon. But do you have people doing that? No, I don't think so. I mean, some of the commodities we or the, the items we sell are like commodities. They're books, and books are widely available especially on a website like Amazon. But I think it comes back down to the experience and that one-on-one relationship and customer service. 
that you uh, that is invested in that purchase when they come in to a small business. And so people understand mm-hmm. when they're stopping by, this is something they want to support. They're yes. not just looking to see what the cheapest yes. price they can get. Yes. Bill, do you think that's typical? I mean, do you see, um, you know, for shops across the board, do they have that kind mm-hmm. of loyalty? Or is Amazon really something that some businesses have to worry about? Yeah, that's a great, great comment or great question. I mean, I, I, my sense is, you know, I don't have a lot of you know, data to sort so support, you know, this view, but kind of just the, reading the tea leaves over the years, you know, when when uh, these types of opportunities to, um, you know, to go online and, and, uh, and, and, per- and purchase, I think that was, it was the new, the new innovation. It was the disruptor, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they were. They were the disruptor. And, and I think early on, several years ago, right, people, people, that, that was done. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully, um, and, and I think the, you know, the pandemic, uh, has probably lessened the, you know, that, uh, that, that, that issue. And I think going into this holiday season, um, my sense is because, you know, we have these, uh, supply chain bottlenecks. I mean, many people have seen their, the news reports where they show all the, 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 the boats out, uh, off of LA Harbor, you know, waiting to dock. I think, you know, at one point there was over a hundred boats lined up waiting to get in, um, that, uh, that, that, trying to to do that approach of like going into some of these shops and then going online um, may not be as successful because of these bottlenecks and potential uh, potent, the potential challenge of, of even getting the products um, on that uh, special day special morning uh, so you know being able to go down down to Main Street or high Street uh, uh, you know and and, and, and identify and, and, and be able to touch as one of your interviewees said, um, physically touch the item, um, knowing that they're going to be able to have it uh, and take it home with them, and then put it under their tree or pre- or, or present it to, you know, their loved one. There, um, there's an assurance there's, in that that, that exactly. you don't necessarily have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We're talking today to Bill Rogers. He's the director of the Institute for Economic Equity at the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. We're also joined by Deborah Hunter, who's the co-owner of Provision St. Louis. It's a wonderful shop in the Central West End. We also heard from many of you with your picks for your favorite locally owned shops around town. And I got to say, this list ended up being such an amazing list. I have actually bookmarked this. I'm going to use it for my holiday shopping. If you want to join our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page, you can see the complete list. Just search for St. Louis on the Air on Facebook. You'll need to answer just a few questions. We're trying to keep the the trolls and e-marketers out of this group. But if you just answer those couple questions, you can join the group and you can see all the wonderful suggestions from people all across town. People are mentioning there are pop-up markets going on now in places like City Foundry, other venues around town. Uh, People are name-dropping shopping districts in uh, Webster Groves, in Maplewood, all the wonderful shops they love there, South Grand, uh, ZB, which has fair trade goods, um, Planet Score Records in Maplewood, Soul Survivor with handmade leather goods. It really seems you can get just about anything you would want. Um, Bill, do you think for people who are trying to figure out how to do this strategically but have gotten hooked on the ease of clicking, um, any strategies you'd want to suggest as they're thinking about reorienting themselves? Well, I think one, you know, one strategy is, is changing your mindset. Uh, and and uh, really uh, changing your mindset to a mindset of it's that it, it, that the experience isn't solely just right making that purchase. The the experience is making coming using St. Louis as a destination 
um, for finding unique goods or um, using the uh, the approach that some retailers have where they want to, uh, when you come into the store, treat that coming into that store as you're, search, you're on a treasure hunt. Mm. And, and that, uh, you know, you combine that with uh, going out for drinks or going having a meal. I think that this, it's the social aspect, it's the community building aspect of this. As Tip O'Neill used to talk about all politics is local. Well, something over the last years, part of my career, I've become to really feel is that all economics is local. Mm-hmm. And, this, and, and this is a perfect example of that. Deborah, I find myself thinking about districts like the Central West End where you're in. I might not always know the names of the shops, but I know that I can just park my car. I can stop and and hit a couple at once. And then, frankly, I've also picked that district because I want to end up at Brasserie having a drink at the bar. Do you find you're kind of dependent on your fellow small businesses as well? Absolutely. It's a circle. You know, we, we are all supporting each other, whether it's a restaurant, another, you know, another gift store, clothing store, jewelry store, a little bar down the street. We are creating that social circle, like Bill said. So, Bill, yeah. and that's and that's the ripple, and those are those circles mm-hmm. are the ripples emanating from that first purchase. Yeah. So, Bill, one last point I want to make sure that we talk about today. I know one of your focuses um, in your research is economic equity. Are there ways in which shopping local spurs not just the local economy, but also increases local equity in St. Louis as well? Well, one area can be um, in, is, is uh, the hiring of, of, of employees. Right, that uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, if employees, if employers or some of these businesses have the ability to hire young people, uh, particularly uh, kids or young people who are either of uh, kids of color or either who are you know, potentially first gener- could be first generation college students, um, uh, sort of regardless of race. But but uh, but by doing that can really help to uh, provide opportunity because uh, those. Working in retail, um, that's, those are what we call your building. Your what we call your your um, uh, soft skills. Mm-hmm. Your ability to look at someone and when you're in, when you're uh, helping them, uh, you know, using good uh, proper language and and speaking up, shaking one's hand, being at being at the at the job uh, on time. Right? Um, we may think those are very trivial, but when you're 16, 15, 16 years old, <laughs> and having had three adult children, now they're adult children now, and <laughs> go through that phase, uh, they're not, those are not trivial issues. And the other area, too, where we can, we can provide assistance with, uh, with in terms of uh, improving equity is that when I was in, back in New Jersey, I've been at the bank now for six months, but I was on the board of the United Way of Northern New Jersey, and we created this concept called ALICE, where ALICE stands for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed. And it's basically the, the share of households in the community that uh, don't have enough money or resources to be able to cover their costs. And our and estimates that I've seen from Missouri and other states in the region are about, you know, close to 40% of, of households. So here's another example where, again, if small businesses have the ability to provide job opportunities for uh, not only young people, but for Alice's, where Alice could be uh, that single mother or Alice could be that retiree who uh, needs to supplement their income, uh, that that's a way we can, pro- one way that equity can be addressed uh, here, in us, here in our community. Well, those are a whole lot of reasons to shop local. If you're feeling inspired, we want to encourage you again. Check out our Facebook group with lots of suggestions for where you can do that. We'll also get those up on our website, stlonair.show. Bill Rogers, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. 
thanks for having me, and I'm going to check that list out, being a new resident. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. You can use it as your go-to. And Bill is the director of the Institute for Economic Equity at the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. Deborah Hunter, uh, co-owner of Provision St. Louis in the Central West End. Thank you as well. Thank you, sir. This episode was produced by Evie Hemphill, with audio engineering by Aaron Doerr and production assistance from Jane Mather Glass. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.